Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, everybody, it's time for another Quick Bite, Quick Bite number 87, and I am your host, Amy. The bite-sized, fun-sized version of the Runny Drink podcast where we feature some awesome one-off content that we weren't able to fit into the main episode this week, and I'm your co-host, Dana. Yes, he is. How are you? I am well. Um, all things considered, given that we have a hurricane bearing yeah. down on us right now I as we record this. Well, I hope it just misses all of us. Well, if you're on the east coast of Florida, we are thinking about you guys. Please take it seriously. Make sure that you are taking whatever precautions you need to make sure that you, your family, your friends, your pets are all safe and taken care of. Absolutely. And don't play around when the weatherman starts saying that it's time to evacuate. It's time to evacuate. Yeah. Get out. Be safe. Do what you can to prepare. And we're hoping for the best for all of us in Florida and everywhere else that can be affected right now for this uh, hurricane. Absolutely. Mm. You know what? What? I am still dreaming about our time at Glacier Brew House, trying to keep my mind off this hurricane. Up there in Anchorage, Alaska, where you don't have to worry about hurricanes. Mm, because Lizards. Say, hey, you earthquakes, know. Earthquakes. Bears. Bears. Moose. <laughs> maybe. Volcanoes. But maybe. not hurricanes. No hurricanes. No uh, windstorms, sandstorms. but Windstorms. Yeah, but not hurricanes. Because last week, or actually this week, a couple of days ago, we talked about the fabulous celebratory meal that we had in episode number 77. We recapped our probably one of our most expensive meals Well, to not, date. Not based on their pricing, but based on the things that we chose right. and the things we added to our meal. Yes. yes. We splurged. We did splurge. And it was money well spent because it was a big celebratory meal you had just completed your first half marathon post your knee surgery yeah and i felt like we we could splurge we could go on the high end of their menu although they have pizza they have salad you could definitely have a more economical or lower cost meal absolutely that would be just as delicious based on what we were seeing going to other tables i yeah. have no doubt about that. I want that. that chowder. I want that Alaskan seafood it, chowder. It looked amazing. I'm telling you. But we didn't have time to recap the beer. And, I mean, the place is called Glacier Brew House. Yes. You cannot go to a place called Glacier Brew House without having brew. You've got to have some beer. And if you were up there when they were having a windstorm and a <laughs> yes. blizzard and all that, what better place to go than a cozy place like this with fresh brewed beer, that giant hearth they had in there, the warm wood surroundings that we had in the beautiful dining room? Gosh, it was it's so different than what we experience here in Florida, but it felt like just, even though we were there in August. It was cozy. It was so cozy, and I wouldn't have minded if they had lit that fireplace. 
No, I do think uh, the people sitting right next to it oh, might probably. have minded. I'm sorry. <laughs> totally seriously, yes. And it's it was a huge fireplace. But it was such a cozy environment. And after the running, it was such a great way to relax and celebrate and see a beautiful place. And have a great meal and some tasty brews, and, original brews. Yeah, and like we normally do, when we encounter a brew pub or a brewery that has a wide selection of their own beers, we decided to each partake in a flight yes. so that we could give get a sampling and give you guys the benefit of our experience to give you an idea of what you can expect. If you go up there for the Anchorage Run Fest or any other races, or maybe you're going to go up there for a cruise or something awesome like that. And I believe that we did a good job of not overlapping. I think so. Too much. I I think we did okay. Or or maybe we didn't overlap at all, but we're going to find out as we compare our flight. So shall we get down to it? Yes. Would you like me to start or would you like to start? Oh, it is your choice. I started with their Amber which is malty, medium-bodied, and balanced out with hints of chocolate and caramel from crystal malt, Munich malt, and roasted roast barley. Cascade hops complement the malty sweetness perfectly. That is a description from their beer menu. Okay. And it was 5.6 ABV and 25 IBU. And... Uh, an amber, you would expect to be amber in color, and it was. It, it didn't have too much of a head on it, and but it was like the amber kind of see-through color when you hold it up to the light. It wasn't super dark red. Mm-hmm. And it was truly living up to the description on their beer menu. Malty, mildly carbonated, smooth. I felt like... They didn't overly carbonate, so it retained its kind of smooth drinking feel. But not quite as smooth as, say, a nitro? Right. Okay. So it's uh, it's on the border. Okay. And it wasn't bitter, although it's it had some elements of hops based on the description. It, I, I liked it. I would have a pint of it. Well, you tend to like ambers. Anyway. I do. I do. But I think that every amber is different. You know, it just depends on, and I'm still learning about the kinds of hops and their impact and when they're added at the different stages in the brew process and their how they impact the flavor. So different kinds of malts too. Different kinds of malts and it's, so it's an experience, but I, I liked the flavor of this particular amber. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you let me have a taste of that. It was very good. I am a big amber Mm-hmm. Beer fan as well, so I'm yeah. right there with you. It did have a chocolatey, a little bit of a chocolatey uh, on the nose. Yeah, well, good job yeah. to their cicerone for describing yeah. their beers properly on their yeah. on their menu. Yeah, I went a totally different direction for my first beer. Did I you? actually got this one almost kind of wanting to go. What do these guys know about this? There's no way this is going to be any good. It, was this like a, a sarcastic kind of it thing? Was kind of, it was kind of you, an ironic order. Yeah. yeah. I kind of ironically chose it. On Good their word. menu, they had a key lime wheat. Their key <laughs> lime wheat Sorry. comes in at 5% ABV, 17 IBU. This was a pale yellow, unfiltered and cloudy, mildly carbonated, 
Gave you great key lime aroma on the nose and palate with a little bit of tartness and then a wheat finish, a solid wheat finish. I have to say, when you let me try this, I fell in love with this and I was I was taken aback like, we're in Anchorage, Alaska and we are at Glacier Brew House and they are brewing a key lime wheat like this. Yeah, that is exactly what I, I, I said. I said, this might be one of the best key lime wheats I've ever had. Yeah. They knocked this one out of the park and we have had countless key lime wheat beers key lime ipas mm-hmm. uh, key lime ales across a number of breweries oh, all yeah. over the state and this one not sweet it didn't taste like key lime pie it did a really nice job of of featuring the fruit without tasting like a fruited beer or an artificially flavored yeah i was gonna ask you uh, did you feel like it was artificial because i didn't i did not not at all i really enjoyed this one and Mm. it was one of those where i set myself up to to be you know surprised and i absolutely was you were delighted i was i was surprised and delighted so thank you guys this beer absolute winner if you're up there (laughs) and you're wanting a little taste of the tropics and the arctic north yeah this is it right here and do you know what when you let me try that and then we ended up getting our our meals and we had finished our flights and travis came over and said hey you know what do you want next what's up and i found it interesting that i chose one from your flight and then you chose one from mine that i have yet to talk about but i i just love that yeah and this one i will say is the most this is the Biggest surprise in my flight Mm. by far. Well, the next one I had was, um, it was a special offering on their beer menu, a cask conditioned blood orange ale. And it, it, it's a specialty one and it rotates on their menu, but it says our, our, our cask conditioned ale undergoes a secondary fermentation in the cask, which creates a natural creamy carbonation. Additional hops are added directly into the cask to provide intense floral, citrus, and fruity aromas and flavors served at a traditional cask temperature of 52 degrees Fahrenheit. So, and it says, ask your server about selections. And he said, well, it's a blood orange. And I didn't know. Which was immediately intriguing. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, you get blood orange cider that's sweet, Mm -hmm. tart and sweet, and things, you know, that we've tasted in the past. But this was hoppy, lightly carbonated, fruity hops. It, It tasted like an IPA and a citrusy IPA at that. So that's why I was a fan courtesy of the education that we had at Southern Swells in yeah, Jacksonville. They, they turned us on to yeah. citrusy. Truthfully, they turned us on to Northeastern-style cloudy citrusy IPAs. Yeah. But uh, the fact that we now know that we both rather enjoy more citrusy hops as opposed to piney hops. Yeah. And, and this one was good. Yeah, I don't know that I got an overwhelmingly blood orange flavor. You don't even get an overly blood orange color on this right, one. Right, because it looks like an amber. It looks like an amber ale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, So, but it was very different because you had the malty flavor in the amber that I had initially and in the chocolate nose. And then here you had fruity hops, light carbonation, 
and it, it, it wasn't an, a punch you in the face orange flavor. But you could get a little bit of it on the aroma, mm-hmm. like after you swallow. Yeah. So I would be interested to go back and see what other conditioned ales they do. Yeah. yeah. Because they seem to do a very good job with this. And I'm not even, IPA is not my number one style, as we know, clearly. But you'd have a pint of this. I would. Wow. I would. Okay. But maybe not before that. The key lime one you had. Well, up next for me, I went in, a, again, very different direction from where I came from, but not a do- totally different direction for me. I went with their oatmeal stout, uh-huh. which is a staple that I am a very big fan of, generally speaking. This one clocks in at 5.61% ABV, only 21 IBU, so not very bitter. This was a very dark stout, allowing no light through whatsoever. Super dark. It had a really creamy head, very similar to the crema on the top of an espresso. Moderately carbonated, but had no bitterness. It had hints of dark chocolate that were prominent with a little bit of coffee and a super smooth mouthfeel. And that's going to be thanks to the oatmeal, Mm. which gives it that, that almost chewy consistency. And it was a very solid oatmeal stout. Did I would, it coat your mouth after you had it? Yes. Now, yeah. it, it wasn't so thick as, say, the Darth. Oh, yeah. For Moose's Tooth? It wasn't quite that that heavy. Mm. So moderate to heavy as opposed to solid heavy yeah. in terms of the body. But an outstanding stout. stout. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely would recommend that one as well. So they were two for two Yeah. in my book. Well, I had a Bavarian Heifeweissen. Next, okay, from their list, and it was five percent alcohol by volume. It was seventeen IBU on the on the bitterness scale, and it looked just like that lighter yellow, like the Heifeweizen style. If you've ever seen it, and it's that like light yellow that's maybe almost borderline orange, but not, mm-hmm. you know, um, a little bit of a head. This one, I thought, would be right up your alley because you're a big fan of Hogarden. I am. And this had all the flavors of Hogarden. Clove, coriander, banana, what they call that bubblegum kind mm-hmm. of flavor. Although I don't think of it as bubblegum. I just think of it as the coriander banana. Not bitter. Mild carbonation and a super light body. So Drinkable. Really yeah, easy drinkable, to drink. easy drinking. I think that you you would be a fan of a pint. I think those styles they're they're super popular. They give you a depth of flavor that you don't get from a lot of American lagers or American pilsners. They're different enough to be kind of unique. They were really a lot of people's jumping off point into the craft beer world. So I think that they're you're going to find that those for craft beer people are going to be. Yeah. Remain popular kind of from now on. It was a go-to when we would when we would eat at Nice Guys Pizza all the time and they had it on a regular basis. Well, that style of beer, yeah. If it yeah. wasn't Hogarden, it was something else. But yeah. that's a very gotten to be a very popular style. Like so that's a that's a good it's adventurous enough to to give you something very different than you're used to getting here in the US if you're just getting into craft beer without being so out there that it's going to scare you off. They say if you have a pint of it on their beer menu, they serve it without a lemon unless a guest requests one, huh. which I thought was unusual. I wouldn't think to go with a lemon. To on actually, to actually state that we're going to serve it without a lemon unless you get, tell us to bring one. I don't know. I liked it. I didn't feel like it needed a lemon. 
but whatever. Up next for you. Yeah. I went, again, very different. I went with their Blackberry IPA. I, I purposefully chose an IPA, so very different for me. This one is 7.38% ABV, 58 IBU, so now you're starting to climb above the midpoint in the IBU range. This was clear with an almost pinkish hue. Mm. It had a oh, very yeah. subtle hop aroma, very mild carbonation, but I didn't think that it had a very strong berry flavor initially, but you would get a hint of it when you exhaled. So you Mm -hmm. got a little bit of the aroma as after you swallowed. A Mm. mild hoppy bitterness on the back of the tongue at the end is really all I got in terms of the of the bitterness on this beer. So you've tried several IPAs throughout, especially this year of the podcast. Yes, the most of any year of the podcast. Because we're branching out. Mm -hmm. How does it compare to others? I liked this one a lot. Again, yeah. I think that their beer offerings here were very strong. Mm-hmm. I True. I don't know that I would go with a whole pint of this only because knowing how good that key lime wheat was Ooh. or that oatmeal stout was, those yeah. would probably be where I would gravitate towards. Oh, I think you'd have the key lime in a minute. Oh, yeah. Based on, well, so far. Well, especially with the fact that I had surf and surf for my meal. I had had a solid seafood dinner. So Mm -hmm. that was a perfect one to pair with seafood. Yeah. But nonetheless, if you enjoy IPAs, if you enjoy mildly fruity IPAs, this would be an excellent option for you. I had one that had a fruit in the name of it next. It was not an IPA. This is where we overlapped. Oh, this is where we overlapped. Yes. yes, I remember now. See, like the jet lag is even affecting us now, <laughs> right? I don't know. We had we had this one, both of us, on our flight. The Guajillo Chili Apple, and it was 5.8 ABV and 30 IBU. And it looked just just super dark red. Looks almost like an amber to me. Yeah. I had a lot of amber on my flight. You did. Really? Amber color, anyway. And this one I was expecting, I don't know, I was expecting fruit, and I was expecting a punch of spice, really. Like a little tingle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where it would, where that heat would hit you. It had a wheat aroma, though. It did not really give away anything in its aroma. And I don't know if you agree with me. Well, you do your assessment, but, then I'll give you mine. How's yeah, that? I didn't. I didn't get anything on the nose in terms of the apple or the the chili. It wasn't overly sweet. It had a medium carbonation, and it didn't linger with any kind of heat from the pepper, but just a slight burn in the back of the throat afterward. After you tasted it, and it, it looks like an amber, like I said. It's it's not overly sweet like a dessert beer. It wasn't overly fruity. It was almost like the pepper and the fruit didn't know which one wanted to be the star of the whole thing. So it wasn't my favorite of the flight, but it was still an expertly brewed beer. What did you think? Well, my notes here, I have that it was a clear, deep amber color, mm. moderate carbonation, and medium body. Where you say it doesn't give up any anything on the aroma, 
I, I didn't get it. Agree with you completely. I, it didn't smell when you're just smelling, like nosing the the, no. the beer. It didn't smell like anything to me. No. And then when you swallow, you get the mildest of apple aroma, or at least I did. Really? The very mild apple aroma, almost indiscernible. I don't even know if I caught that. And as far as the the guajillo chili, I have absolutely no discernible chili waxiness, flavor, or heat. No, that's true. I didn't get a waxy flavor like you would with a Billy's Chili's. But I didn't get any heat either at all. I, just a little bit of a... T- I'm not talking about an overpowering twinge on the finish. I'm just ever so subtle. For me, but that could very well be because I'm a little more of a spice head, uh, it generally could be, speaking. But I didn't get the apple I, that you got. So, yeah, I got a little something that you didn't and yeah. vice versa. Now, that said, if you are, if you are a person who likes chili beers, mm. I think you're going to be very disappointed in this one. Because you think a person who likes chili beers wants a punch or a spice? They want maybe a little bit of that tingle, the, the lip. The lip tingle, the back of the throat, or they want that waxiness Wax. mm-hmm. that you get from a lot of uh, of pepper beers mm-hmm. or chili beers. You don't get that. I do agree with you, though, that if you had handed me this and said, here you go, well, what is it? Just drink it. Okay. <laughs> I would have drank it. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I would have been racking my brain all night trying to figure out what, what I was getting right. from this. It was very good. But mm-hmm. you could, I could not tell you this was a chili no. beer, and I would, and I would be hard pressed to to say for certain that it was an apple ale. Right. I might say I'm getting notes of what I think might be apple fruit, but that anything. could that could be you know just the way the the yeah. chemistry of the beer is playing on your tongue. Right. I liked it, but again, I'm just it, it was it was very <laughs> subtle. Yeah. Everything about yeah. this beer was subtle, but it was very good. Yes. And at 5.8% and 30 IBU, I mean, very drinkable. And some people are huge fans of subtle flavor. Oh, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you like subtle flavors, uh, that's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you wouldn't go wrong with that beer. I'm just saying that, you know, it is, it is whatever you're expecting when you see it on the menu, it's not that. No, no. So it would be an interesting experience if... You and I, sometime, I know I have a beer left and you have a beer left. We still got to no, do this No, I thing, don't. That was my last one because we overlapped here. Oh, that was your you're, last one. You're closing us oh, out. I'm closing us out. But before, I know I have a beer left, but it would really be an interesting experiment if we both looked at a menu and we ordered flights at a place, but we didn't tell each other. Ooh, we could do that. What we were getting, and then we kind of did like a hot take. Maybe we recorded like we did at Moose Tooth. I'd be willing to try that. I think next time we travel, okay. we should. We should. We should. That's going to make for some interesting <laughs> podcasting. I don't know. It could fall flat. I don't know. Well, we'll try it out, and then we'll get you guys to let us know what you think. See what you think. See what see what happens. See what we do. All right. Now, what's your uh, last one? Yes. I saved the best for last. I saved the best for last. Wild Turkey Stout. Wild Turkey Stout, which is 5.6 ABV mm-hmm. and 21 IBU. And it was dark. It had a beautiful brown head. It was like a caramel color head. And it was not... I didn't see through it at all. Nope. No. And... 
it so it looked very much like an espresso shot to me it it had light carbonation a great whiskey flavor haha and it didn't really give up anything on the aroma okay but it was so so good so good i it, its official name on their menu is wild turkey oatmeal stout but i don't know if i got an overly oatmeal flavor. You usually get the oatmeal on the mouthfeel for oatmeal stouts. That's yeah. what gives it that silkiness or almost chewiness. Yeah. Um, I, I love the texture of an oatmeal stout. I mean, it had been aged one year in wild turkey barrels. So how can this be bad? It wasn't bad. How can this be bad? Flavors of sweet malt, bourbon, vanilla, caramel. Yeah, I would say that their description on their menu, oh, yeah. Spot on. It was a delicious beer. I couldn't agree with you more. I have no complaints. And in fact, you ordered it. I did. To have with your meal. That, that was my beer beer for the evening right there. <laughs> my, my one pint for the evening. Yeah, you decided to have that, but not the key lime from your flight. Well, by then, you know, we were heading into dessert. Which That's was true. That, which was that amazing peanut butter pie. Oh my God. And I wanted something that would be a little more appropriate for that. Oh, that's true. That's true. That key lime, though, that was perfect for those Alaskan king crab legs that we had. True. Oh, so delicious. And that halibut that I ordered. So good. So many great things to say about Glacier Brew House. Travis was awesome. The beer flight was awesome. The incredible celebratory meal and amazing famous peanut butter pie. So if you're going to be doing your runcation in the Anchorage, Alaska area, or if you're just traveling up there and you're looking for an amazing place for a delicious meal or mm. tasty beers, Glacier Brew House is oh, yeah. absolutely one that you need to add to your list. Yeah, and there's high demand for it, especially when cruises are in town. So we mentioned open this on the podcast. Table it. Open table, baby. They're pretty much on a wait all the time. Yeah. I mean, an open table is not a sponsor, but seriously, it was great to know that we could jump on there and not have so much of a wait, but go at a reservation time. Yes, but open table, if you're listening, call me. Yes. Call, call us. <laughs> us. So <laughs> that brings us to the end of this quick bite. Yes. We hope that you guys enjoyed this breakdown of the fantastic beers offered by the Glacier Brew House. So great. If you've got a suggestion mm. as to where we should go next to accomplish, explore, or indulge, please reach out to us. You can call and leave us a message at 941-677-2733. Keep it to about a minute. Tell us your name and where you're calling from and what your tip is for us as to where we could go to run a race or to celebrate after a race in a town near you or one that you've been to. Did you say it was 941-677-2733? I did say that it was 941-677-2733. But they can also... You can also email at info at runeatdrink.net. That's so easy. Yes, info at runeatdrink.net. Attach a little voice memo or just write it out and we'll read it on the air. Let us make you runny drink podcast famous for your accomplishment, your indulgent or your exploration suggestions. We would love to hear from you guys. Yes, but for now, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. Hey, take care. Have a great week.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.